Sometimes food is more than just food. It's a part of our community. So this year, Discover is giving $5 million to support Black-owned restaurants to places like Rodney Scott's Barbecue, Post Office Pies, and hundreds more. Learn how you can show your support at discover.com. Baby girl, what's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a drink. I'm T-Pain. You know me. Convict music, nappy boy. Ooh <laughs> I know the club. Close at three. What's the chances of you rolling with me? Back to the crib. Show you how I live. Let's get drunk. Forget what we did. I'ma buy you a drink. Ooh I'm gonna take you home. I'm gonna take you home. Me. I got money in the bank. Show you what you think about that. I be in the gray Cadillac. We in the bed like. T Pain is a vocalist, and I am a fan forever and ever. He is a vocalist in real life. Absolutely. Okay. He sings his nuts off, and we stand, actually. T Pain held it down for an era. I know that was probably Kia and I in our prime. Okay. I know I was all in the club during the T Pain days. I mean, and I miss it. I, I, miss I it. too, can't help but stand. What's up, sis? Praise the Lord, niggas. <laughs> I'm, what's He's going worthy. on? I'm, uh, what am I doing? I'm here. I'm a little discombobulated. I'm tired. You know, I'm having one of them foggy days. So <clears throat> Listen, I ended up just not being able to fi- even film today. I, I just all out of sorts, but it's fine. We shall overcome. How are Absolutely. you? Same. I mean, I've been, um, in a war today with my uterus. <laughs> I mean, oh, literally fighting for my life. And I just was grateful. You know, I feel like every six months or so, and this is probably a whole lot of information, but I don't know. But like every six months or so, it's, so, it's like my body, my especially my, my female anatomy likes to mm-hmm. remind me that she's in charge. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we kind of skate through and things are just what they are, right? But every now and then, she's just like, oh, okay, you had thought. (laughs) So I have been writhing with pain all over my my house, just, you know, in the fetal position. But I'm grateful for for, um, ibuprofen and other um, uh, forms of anti-inflammatory medications. (laughs) I'm grateful for heating pads. In this yes. season. And I'm grateful that, I mean, I'm able to be home. You know what I'm saying? I could have just curled up in bed with my laptop and pecked away at my little to-do list, you know, in between, um, you know, bouts of, of pain. And and uh, I got through the day as best I could. And I'm just happy that I'm able to get into my bed very, Look very at soon. You seem in good spirits. You know, I, I'm just grateful. It might be that I, I have, you know, literally been over here eating this ibuprofen like Skittles. That might have something to do with it. But, I mean, other than that, girl, everything is coming up, Jesus, really, truly. <laughs> um, I'm very excited. Very excited to be back again here at the kitchen table where we are, where we are talking about the ghettos of adulting, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tested trials, the twisted turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real-life mm. adult in the year of our Lord, 20. 
and 20. That's it. That's you it, ready to get into the trash, my dude? Let's go ahead and get into this trash. All right, then. So Megan the Stallion um, is trash is time. back in the news. Yes, it is time for the trash. Basura, basura, basura. <laughs> and so uh, Megan the Trash is back in the news. She made her first. Megan the Trash. Make, oh, my God. <laughs> what? I'm so sorry. No, Drea. Oh, That's not what I was doing. We're, <laughs> we're having an interesting evening. It's a full moon without being a full moon. But um, Megan the Stallion made her first appearance in the news since the shooting where she got shot in the feet uh last last week by Tory Lanez um she she did an Instagram live where mm-hmm. she you know let everybody know that she was okay she did have to have surgery to have the bullets removed you know thank god it didn't hit any bones it didn't hit any tendons or anything like that um, so, you know, it wasn't more harmful than it could have been. Thank God. Um, but she says she is traumatized and she spoke on the where she spoke last week about her energy. She spoke on losing both of her parents, her mother being one of her very best friends and not having her at this time and just trying to fill her space with people and with love and what she thinks. Right. It made me really, really sad. But um you know, she says she's gonna be much more careful about who she keeps in her in her in her in her universe. So, you know, we send all of our love to Megan because we have nothing but love for her. Apparently, the hot pocket queen had uh, some th- thoughts to share <laughs> last week. She thought she was being and I funny. Wish that she would stop. I wish she would stop sharing her thoughts. Like, I, I do. Don't what, what makes her feel like we need to know her thoughts? Like but I'm just I trying guess- to figure out why she thinks it's a safe space. <laughs> I mean, not even, I mean, but aside from that, I just feel like, girl, every time you share your thoughts, <laughs> something like this happens. So at what point do you just shut up and leave us alone? Right. But yeah, Drea was running her mouth. I'd heard that uh, she since lost her Savage Fenty endorsement. Oh, did she lose as a it? Result. Yeah, as a result of her inappropriate and inflammatory comments making light of um meg the stallion's tra- uh, trauma um True. and listen you know girl hopefully that this will be an impetus for her to get somewhere and sit down i hope so and be quiet okay just be make quiet a full for breakfast a for her child my lord Stop pouring nerds in a bowl and milk i understand <laughs> you know i mean and that's not to say i mean i get it you know what i'm saying like and i've i've gotten in trouble for saying some things i ain't supposed to say same but you know you just have to learn you have to learn how at some point you just have to learn that even after even after you apologize and you ain't mean it you are still responsible for what you say that's really it so she lost the endorsement womp womp so sorry uh hope you learned your lesson Drea. It's all of our love to Megan. And that's that For on sure. that. Um, what else happened? So, there is a basketball player by the name of Lou Williams. So, mm-hmm. Lou Williams plays for the Clippers, the LA Clippers. And, um, you know, basketball season was getting ready to start. He's ready, getting ready to go in and all of that. I don't know if it was camp or training or out. He was getting ready to go into something. But his 
grandfather, I believe, passed away and he had to go down to Atlanta and the NBA released him to go down. So he goes down to Atlanta for the funeral. And my man said, I'm hungry, so I'm going to slide <sighs> to the Magic City and pick up some chicken wings. That's what he said. Oh, now, child, rest. How he got caught was eight, the age-old Instagram stories where uh, one of his big mouth friends posted a picture of him, the two of them at Magic City or whatever. So they he tried to lie and say, oh, it was an old picture. I was just posting good times with Lou. This is a good old picture. But what gave it away was Lou's mask because Lou mm. had on a mask that is specifically provided by the NBA to the players that he had on in the Magic City. Mm-mm-mm. So Kia and I um, are frequenters. <laughs> uh, scavengers for strip club chicken wings if you will we're on a, when we're on a vacation <laughs> See, I'm just saying that the, the chicken wings at the strip club are usually very good chicken wings especially chicken wings in Atlanta go. absolutely you know and Atlanta is also just the mecca of the chicken wing of like the hot wing right if Atlanta can't do mm-hmm. anything else they can do a hot wing or a lemon pepper or a lemon pepper wet. Ooh, that sounds delicious right now. But it's never that deep where you got to slide by the Magic City, nigga. There's all kinds of posts made seamless. Grub in the Rona. Hub. I mean, in the Rona. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, Lou, Lou. Lou just didn't think this through all the way. Didn't. Bless his heart. He didn't. He didn't. So Lou, as a result um, and a consequence Lou is on a 10-day quarantine. Not that bad, right? You say he's a rich man. He can order food. He can sit in his house. Cool. He's on a 10-day quarantine, but he also has to pay $150,000 fine. Wow, wow, wow. Pow, 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 pow. So, again, we hope that you just sit with your thoughts and think about how dumb that is. (laughs) It's never that deep. The chicken wings are delicious, but it's never that deep. And then lastly, we just wanted to end the trash with some good news. Nothing too extensive. So Yelp, which we know was originally created so that white people could snitch on restaurants. Well, they reported something good. Yelp reported that searches for black owned businesses have spiked 7000 percent. And white people use Yelp. So that doesn't surprise me. (laughs) I can see the white people being like, well, let's make sure that we all patronize the black owned like, business. Black owned restaurants. Do your let's thing. Find black owned pet stores, black owned dry cleaners, black owned everything. They're, They're like, just I'm searching. What are you hungry for tonight? You, I, I want a kale salad. Well, when I'm looking for black owned <laughs> restaurants, they don't have that, but there's a sweeties, peaches and soul food. <laughs> would you like a candied yam (laughs) we kid we kid but not really uh but yeah no we love to see it we love to see black business getting getting what 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 they should getting what we should we should be supporting our own and supporting black business and we're not supported like everybody else so i love to see it kia loves to see it and we have shout outs to get into so let's get into it now like all right 
we have two for the price of one this week. Two shout outs, which is always very exciting. So first and foremost, we have uh, adjacent, our family. This is our, our, our distant cousins. The Shindellas of Weirdo Workshop have come out with a new single entitled Fear Has No Place. And let me tell you all something. It's a good time. Let's let's pl- just play a snippet real quick since we're just gonna play a snippet. Oh, God, snippet. That's incredibly loud. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> Fear has no place in my heart. What better message than right now in this in this year of somebody twenty twenty? Because I don't. I don't. I don't I don't really want to put that on the Lord. Like this is a really trash ass year. So um but you know, we want to just make sure that we shout out shout out the sisters the Shandellas have beautiful voices. They are a part of Weirdo I mean, Workshop. Singing blacks, singing blacks. Singing they are. blacks. They we are love the Shandellas. They sing from their toenails just like Cisco. So uh we wanted to shout them out. So that's our first shout out this week. Make sure you check out Fear Has No Place by the Shandellas. Anywhere you listen to your music, on the Apple, on the Spotify, we'll put all of it in the description box and you can find that there. And then secondly, we got an email, which I thought was really great. So remember, we we shouted out the Mattapan Scholarship last week, and it looks like we are sliding in right before that is to uh, to end. Remember, the deadline is August 1st. So if you hear this before August 1st and you um, are uh, you meet all the criteria, then apply. But we got an email from a listener and they say, good afternoon, Jade and Kia. I hope you are having a great weekend and doing well. I've been a loyal listener to the show and we read one of her graduation announcements this year. Congrats. So she said a couple of episodes ago, we highlighted the Mattapan Tech Scholarship in honor of Zoila Wedborn. And I was so happy to hear about this great opportunity that I thought I would share my independent scholarship fund that I started for BIPOC Youth in Canada. (laughs) Why are you laughing at that? BIPOC. Because I don't know how to say it. BIPOC. BIPOC. B-I-P-O-C. I started, congrats, pronounce, it's C-O-N-G-R-T-S in 2016. And I'm proud to say that as of right now, I have two $2,500 scholarships for the B-I-P-O-C high school class of 2020 in Canada. For the Canadian listeners, if they have any questions or want to get a copy of the application, they can email directly at info, C-O-N-G-R-T-S at gmail.com. That will also be posted in the description box. Here are two key points about the scholarship. We do not ask for transcripts, meaning grades are not considered. The graduate does not need to be going to college or university after high school in order to be eligible. They can be going to trade school or technical programs or CJEP. I'm not sure what that is. I have attached a copy of this year's application for reference. Please feel free to check out my Instagram page for the fund or the GoFundMe page linked. And I'm still trying to raise an additional $2,500 for the 2019 BIPOC graduate who had to face additional expenses in their first year of post-secondary education due to the pandemic. I just wanted to share the opportunity with you all in hopes that someone who needs this support and deserves this recognition hears about it. So, we, and that's from Tara Marissa. She's the founder of Congrats, C-O-N-G-R-T-S, 
we will post all of that information in the description box but i love we key and i we love to see it if there's ways for you all to get funding for what you need we're gonna put it out there Absolutely. And um, BIPOC is an acronym. It stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. Um, it is oh, it, yes. it re- it's rising and increasing in popularity. And its intention is to make sure that people of color is inclusive. Uh, because it that tended it. to be kind of like a bucket kind of catch all phrase. Yeah, I hate it, actually. Um, so I like to um, I like to see this inclusion so kind of calls out. um groups within within the subgroups within the group um and it's included to account for the erasure of black people with darker skin and native american people um and make sure that it was inclusive okay. um, make, including voices that have originally been heard that they were um you know you know that have been co-opted in other ways and so yes well thank you for if that you... lesson i need i needed that because i had no clue <laughs> and i Hate the term at this point. It's I'm an really, acronym of an acronym. It's an, it's, acro- it's an abbreviation yes. of an acronym. Yeah. And people in, of color is, is an acronym, abbreviation of the acronym. But yes. And people of color I knew. This, I figured that's what it was part of it. Didn't know what the first part was. It's fine. And uh, I'm just happy to know now. And let's try to get minorities out of our, you know, vocabulary. I know I'm trying to ease that right on up out of there. So, BIPIC. Is that what you said? BIPIC? that's how you say it i don't think that i i still i think it's it's an acronym so you're supposed to just Um, really just sit here every time and say b-i-p-o-c i think you're supposed to say i i do believe that it is b-i-p-o-c and not bipoc bipoc or anything like that (laughs) um i think it's just including adding adding um it's an act it's, when you see the abbreviation, you can just say black indigenous people of color. Okay, you don't there have we to, go. Thank you. I'm you don't have that. to say choices. BIPOC. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my yeah. rap name. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> that is the shout out this week. Make sure you all check out all that information in the description box. And let's move along to our kitchen table. Ben and Jerry's three new non dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. So many non-dairy flavors so little time. Ben & Jerry's has three new non-dairy frozen desserts made with sunflower butter. The Ben & Jerry's flavor guru- gurus have taken a big leap this time. Their new non-dairy flavors are the perfect sweet treats for vegans, vegetarians, and meat eaters like myself. Um, so I uh, enjoy... The Ben and Jerry's uh, non-dairy desserts. My two jams are the creme brulee and I absolutely like the mint chocolate chip. I didn't think that I would because I do not like mint minty things. I'm not your thin mint girl. And I think most mint things taste like toothpaste. But I was pleasantly surprised by this one. Um, because it really does taste good. The mint is not offensive. It's not overbearing, um, but it's very pleasant and it really sets off the dark chocolate something proper like I enjoy it every time I experience it and I highly recommend it. Um, and I will say that my favorite Ben and Jerry's is the cookies and cream, um, Ooh, but I've yes. yet to try the non-dairy one. So if, if they were to non-dairyfy that, I feel like I would be able to get into that. <laughs> So, you know, for those out there who are listening in the Ben and Jerry factory, if that's something that y'all want to do for me, 
I would really greatly appreciate that. So same same. Um, yes, indeed. So check out the Ben and Jerry Sunflower Butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y dot com. All right. We're back at the kitchen table. I'm really excited today because we have a very special guest. It's one of my favorite people on the planet. Yes. Uh, a very, 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 I think honestly, and I, and I say this cautiously because, you know, as someone who works in education, I have a lot of educated friends. Um, and my brother was an educator, but outside of Brian, I do believe that this person is one of the very best secondary school teachers at uh, secondary educators that have ever come across in my life. Agreed. Her, she's, she's the type of person <clears throat> She's the type of person that you see them and you see them in action. And it's just like, wow, this is what she's supposed to be doing. So I would like to welcome to the kitchen table my little sister, Miss Sophia O'Connor. <laughs> hooray, hooray, hooray. Mrs. O'Connor. I will let you introduce yourself, but uh, she currently is an educator in DCPS. So tell the people about yourself and what you do, how long you've been doing it. All right, so hey everybody. I am currently a first grade teacher in DC public schools. Um, I've been teaching, I'm going into my 10th year in the classroom. It's amazing, I feel super old. Um, so I'm a first grade teacher, but I also am the math coach for my building. And so I coach teachers um, in kindergarten through second grade in math. Um, so it's called a TLI, it's like a teacher leader position. So you teach and you do instructional coaching at the same time. Outstanding, Amazing. outstanding. Um, so like Miss O'Connor's classroom is literally like uh, this, the magic school bus. Like when you see like, when you see like the classic kind of, you get the classic quintessential image of like what a kindergarten or, you know, mm -hmm. early childhood classroom looks like, it's literally Miss O'Connor's classroom. Um, when you has, see the when you see the kids gathered and they all made their own homemade masks, but they're like elite, <laughs> and the teacher has one too, and they're all gathered I to take mean, a beautiful photo. That is Miss O'Connor's class. It is just like next level kind. Of, so so that kind of dynamic approach to education and that passion for um, ensuring that our students have this like really strong foundations in learning is um what i i love so much about miss o'connor and her approach and you know since we are currently oh god living in this dumpster fire of a world where, where um we are navigating concurrent mm. pandemics and crisis one being you know a, a global health concern um coronavirus has completely uh eviscerated all of our plans for 2020 but it also has changed the way <laughs> that we do a lot of things so education yes. uh, is an institution that has really really feeling the effects of this pandemic and you know uh, many families students and families and teachers uh, found themselves at the end of this last year um, you know outside of the classroom having to leave their classrooms mid-school year um, transitioning to digital um, or even just closing all together, right? And now that we're starting a new school year or we're on the precipice of a new school year, a lot of people mm -hmm. are still like, well, what, what's going to happen? So I thought that it would be cool for us um, to engage a conversation around the kitchen table um, because 
I'm not a parent, um, but I am an educator, and I just I just think about this a lot, um, mm-hmm. understanding the ways of, that this whole world is going to be changed forever. We're going to have a new normal, and I just wonder. I empathize. My heart goes out to 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 people like Jade. Um, and other parents who are having to think about, like, what does this mean for my child and their education going forward? Child, um, their development, their everything. Yeah. So I wanted to engage an educator. Yeah, and I think, like, when it comes down that there are so many factors, like you said, like, we would have never thought. I can remember the last day I had in my classroom, and they were they sent a paper out, and they were like, we're going to be out for two weeks. We'll be back. You know what I mean? And... We wrote the date on the board like we were coming back in two weeks and we haven't been back since March. And we would have never thought that way back in March that we would be here now about to start August and be like, how is school going to start? How are we going to do this? We mm-hmm. never would have thought it. Have you guys come up with a plan? Have they said what they're going to do as of right now? Um, so I'm in DC public schools, um, mm-hmm. and we are waiting until the 31st. Uh, we anticipated getting a, um, decision last week, uh, and news four uh, broke this leak, this story that we were going to do two days of in-person instruction and then mm-hmm. one day uh, virtual and then another two days like that. Um, and so we anticipated the mayor coming out and saying that. And then she came in her press conference and was like, we want to look at the health figure. We want to figure, we're just going to wait another two weeks. And, and so all of the other surrounding districts in Maryland, Prince George's County, Montgomery County, uh, Northern Virginia have all decided to at least do virtual for the first quarter. Some mm-hmm. districts, our closest, are doing it for the entire rest of 2020. And so mm-hmm. DC public schools that is still trying to make a decision. And so we're just waiting and we're just waiting with bated breath. We really have, a lot of people are like, what do you think is going to happen? I'm like, I really can't call it. I can't call it at all. I just, I, it's just the anxiety of just being like, what are we going to do? I haven't, they haven't said anything at all. Nothing at all. It, it's hard waiting. to, and to parents are waiting too. Yeah. We know a school, um, we're we're a little bit more fortunate because they are a private school, so they decided to go virtual for the remainder of the calendar year and then reassess and see what things are looking like next year in 2021. But, you know, we're seeing all over the country that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, different Different counties and different school districts and so forth and states are opening up. Like you said, some are opening up just a whole ass yeah we out here <laughs> some are full time and say the students have to wear masks um and then you've got some that are going to do the part-time learning with the two days on and they're doing it with the alphabetical situation and it's just it's a very it's this is the most unprecedented thing <laughs> like this is not anything we would have ever thought about you know what i'm saying yeah, school right. has always been a quote-unquote safe space like we know when it starts. We know, you know, what summertime is. We know when it's going to end. I think, I think for a like, lot of parents, they just don't know, like you said. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm wondering, like, even as far as, like, professional development, like, our teachers, I know, I, I, I talked to some other friends of mine who work at DCPS, and it was just like, you know, girl, there was a an extensive professional development week at the end of last school year, and it didn't include any of this 
hybrid situation. So mm -hmm. teachers are like, you know, I don't really know how to, <laughs> to do this and feel like you're just kind of going to be thrown into a situation that you haven't been adequately prepared for. Um, Absolutely. And, and I think that they, I don't know if they have considered that is deeply so i do some work in central office with uh we're currently taking our curriculum and making it hybrid and a lot of the work on the math team and a lot of the conversation that we are having are how to set up a virtual classroom it's like ba basically like when we were an undergrad you had a blackboard site like mm -hmm. that is what we're doing but it's like okay well what trainings are we going to have for teachers when are we going to start letting teachers know like we don't start training until the week before school. So when you're thinking mm -hmm. about planning lessons, contacting families, quote unquote, setting up your classroom, and now you have to create this whole virtual world for your students. Mm -hmm. And then for families too, we are like, uh, this is a lot, <laughs> this is a lot. We don't know what's gonna happen. So I'm gonna ask you this. What's some like just general advice that you would give? Cause I'm thinking about people who maybe live in all over, you know, people live in states and districts all over the country, right? And everyone is kind of at this place of, you know, this fork in the road, right? So I don't really know what the district is going to do, but as a parent, um, I have agency. I have a choice that I, where I can decide to make the best or, or figure out what's going to be what's best for my family. So like in, in those instances, what are some things that families should be considering or thinking about as they weigh their options. Like, mm -hmm. um, I do know that, um, I was talking to some friends of mine that live in New York. Um, and you know, I think their, their kids go to a charter school and they're offering parents an option. I mean, I think this is something that happens, especially now. Right. So it's like, you have to make a decision because if you're going to send your child back into the building, there's like a price difference in terms of tuition. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, you know, you know, you, you are holding a spot. So if you don't like, so there's a, some, a sense of urgency and people are thinking about, well, why well, don't know what to do. Um, what are, what are some things that, that folks can kind of keep in mind as they weigh their options? Um, so first, I think the first thing to consider is one, uh, the age of your child. So I think that um, if you are having your child engage in virtual learning, like you choose to keep your child at home and do virtual learning, can your pre-K-4 student handle virtual learning not in the same way that, say, your seventh grader could handle it? So considering things about like your, your child's age is important. Um, I think there's also need to do uh, sort of like self-assessment of the health of your household, right? So do you have children that may have health risks? Do you live with people that may have health risks? Because you understand that you're going to send your child to school that is with many other children, many other adults. And you're like, we know to a certain extent, children can be uh, asymptomatic carriers of the virus. And so mm -hmm. they can bring it back home, not even knowing it. And so sort of taking a taking an assessment of the health risks of your household. Um, mm -hmm. and then I would think a lot about the mental health of your child, right? So when your child was staying at home, um, was your child able to thrive during distance learning? Were they able to sit and kind of listen and apply and understand what their teacher may have been doing virtually, or did they really struggle with it? Or do you have a child that is, you know, as we know, children are very aware about what's going on. And so do you have a child that has a lot of anxiety about being out of the house, right? 
because mm-hmm. children have been at home just like us. They, they've transitioned back home now for months and they know about this coronavirus. They know they know what it's called. They know that people are coughing. You don't want to be near anybody. They know those things. So if sending your child to school could have an impact on their mental health and right. and their anxiety, then maybe you might want to consider some other options. Um, but I think, like you said, parents are poised to be the advocates for their child. You know what your child needs better than any school district, better than any school. And so you have to make that very personal decision about, you know, also assessing even for you as a parent, what your own capacity is at home. Um, say, for example, they go to school and then school has to shut down. Do you have the capacity to then take off work and stay at home with them to make those quick adjustments are things that I would really sit and think about. I wonder, um, not only, so, so there are some, some districts, I know I have a, a really close friend of mine that is, um, transitioning actually into a central office position in Florida. She's based in Florida, which is kind of a, a hotbed for the virus right now. I mean, even despite that, their plan uh, is is in August is to just return back to the classroom business as usual. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I I wanted to just, you know, for, for people who might be living in those kinds of states where the where virtual is not even being presented as an option and they, they're going to have to send their kids back to school or just homeschool them altogether, what are some things that, that folks folks might be able to ask their their principals or school districts about like precautions? Like, you know, if I was a parent and I'm going back, I'm going to need to know some information before I just send my child back into your building. Mm-hmm. Um, so are there things that, that, you know, if there are like some, some things that parents might want to keep in mind, questions that they might want to ask of teachers and other administrative staff? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you are in a district that is returning um, in person and you made the decision that you were going to send your child, I think one of the first questions that it is totally within your right to advocate for and ask about are, are the, going to be the school cleanliness procedures, right? So what is going to be done? A lot of schools are saying there's going to be like a deep cleaning versus like enhanced daily cleaning. But I would mm-hmm. ask like, what does that mean? You know, what are the procedures that are going to keep the school clean? Um, and how is that going to affect like sort of like the daily um, actions of my child, right? So when my child goes into the bathroom and my child's class has a bathroom break, is there somebody that's going to come in and clean because kids are going to touch? I mean, if you've ever been around, you know, small children or, you know, elementary school children, they go in, they touch, they don't, not every kid knows. Right. Walking germs. Right. And they don't know about, they don't know about like, put my foot up and, you know, flush the toilet. They don't know about those things or, you know, lift the seat up, put the seat down. Like they're doing it with their hands. You know what I mean? And so even after they leave out the bathroom, what does, what do the cleaning just look like? What do the cleaning procedures look like within the classroom? And then if you are really concerned, I mean, you could really ask a deep question about like, what are these chemicals that are going to be used to clean the school? Because if it's enhanced daily cleaning throughout the day, my child is going to be exposed to certain things and I want to know what they are. Um, I think the other thing that is important to ask um, is how my child who may have special needs or my child who is an early childhood learner, like how will their classroom be restructured? Mm-hmm. Um, because especially for students who have special needs and students who are our earliest learners, their classroom is um, a so it's, it's, it's social, right? So mm-hmm. 
kids are learning together in center. They're all touching the same toys. Mm -hmm. They're all learning the same things. So what are some of the procedures that are going to be put into place um, to protect my child? And then if there is a case that arises in my school, how will that be handled? You know, I know mm -hmm. that um, right, in DCPS, right. for example, there have been. Rooms designated in every school that if a child is exhibiting symptoms, um, they will go to this room, right? But okay, so then if it's, is somebody going to like, like the symptoms of corona could also be the symptoms of bronchitis, right? And so mm -hmm. now my child can go in for bronchitis. This kid comes in for corona. My child didn't have it. Now they got it. They breathe in an event. What does that look like? It's 15 kids going to mm -hmm. be in the room. Is there a cap on the room? Like, just what would happen if a case does arise? Is there a possibility that my school could shut down? Like, all of these questions are just things that I think are very much so within the right. Um, and I just think that as parents, you do have to advocate for your child. But in the same way, I think also doing it gracefully is important. Mm -hmm. Because I think understanding teachers and staff are also taking an insurmountable risk mm -hmm. by also coming into school as well. So being mm -hmm. graceful, having understanding for your school leaders will really go a long way for something that a lot of teachers, as much as we, we miss our kids, we love our kids, we want to teach them, we want to be with them, but we also have families at home. We also want to stay safe. Exactly. And so just being flexible and understanding is also, just, it will go a very, very long way. Important. I was just going to add, I think I would want to know like disclosure policies, like, uh, like, you know, I know at my, at my job, if, if you are any of you, anyone in your household, I mean, we're, we're home throughout the rest of the calendar year, but just going, even before we were sent home, there were policies around disclosing, um, you know, if you or anyone in your household has been diagnosed within a certain amount of time, our, our students who, like, if, if, if a parent has contracted the virus, is there procedures or policy around how long a child has to stay home, uh, quarantine, and those, I would want to know, like, those disclosure policies as well, even, and, and not just for students, but for staff, like, you know, as I think that that's, that's going to be very, very tricky, um, especially when you're, when you're navigating, you know, those kinds of things for groups of people, because it, it, it's very quick, it very quickly becomes a large mass of people that you're that you're coming into contact with when you think about I'm not just sending um, you know it's not this my child is just engaging with other kids but they're engaging with whoever those kids engaged with exactly <laughs> um, so exactly there's just like a lots of things to adults too absolutely schools, schools have tons of visitors every day that we may not know about right so like at mm -hmm. our school you know, if if the if uh, the heating is off, you get somebody from downtown that comes. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then that person is coming in, and that brings up another point that I would I would ask about. You know, the HVAC system at my school, like has it been upgraded? Mm -hmm. Um, so to make sure that there's nothing floating through the air at my school, and if so, what procedures are being put in place? But like schools even if we are staying in a classroom just the process of a kid entering the building and getting to their classroom they're still they're still walking through the air they're still passing adults and there's lots of opportunities and i think that just keeping those things in mind and, and, and asking because i think that you should not be afraid to ask these questions because it is all of our rights to know for sure what were you going to say sis I just think about the the a lot of the day-to-day -day things as well. Um, 
mask when we're talking about policies and procedures. It's hard enough when I go and I am at I'm drilling into Noah. You better keep that coat on when you all go outside and zipped up. Make sure that neck and that chest is covered. It's not really the teacher's responsibility to make sure that this happens. Like you need to you need to teach this to your child, but also when they're at a certain age, that does come with a certain level of monitoring. You know what I'm saying? How much is that going to take away from their education when you're telling kids all day, keep your mask on, keep your mask right. on, keep your mask on? But then on the other side of things as well, I get really concerned about the social aspect of this because, you know, for kids like Noah who don't have siblings and we've never had a period of time like this where kids have not been able to interact with other kids. You know what I'm saying? We always talk about all the things that they are not experiencing that we did, but this is one thing we never, ever, ever in our lives had to deal with. So, it, you know, that social aspect concerns me as well, but then you've got the health aspects, which are much more important with all the questions you all were asking about, you know, households and where people are. It's just a really weird time. <laughs> and then some parents are not good at educating their children. So for and that's not a that's not a dig or or a diss to anybody. If you have got a parent who struggles with that, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, so I think this is something that I think about a lot because I tutor a lot of kids in DC and Virginia all the way down to Georgia. I've been doing virtual tutoring and I have a lot of parents who aren't ju not just parents who are struggling with teaching their kids, but even like teachers and I was sharing mm -hmm. with you, like, I even have teachers mm -hmm. who are enrolling their child in tutoring because they're like, I'm a teacher and I can't even teach my own kid. Mm -hmm. And I think that kids are very, kids are like all of us, they're very sensitive, especially when they're in the learning process. And mm -hmm. so sometimes the expectations of, especially as a teacher, that you may have of your child and then it does it doesn't it doesn't go that way so that 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 meme where it's like if johnny had four apples and he gets one more how many does he mm -hmm. have and the child's like two and you're like if johnny had <laughs> four apples <laughs> and he gets one more you know what i mean but kids are struggling and so i think that one um i think that it is to um know your own limitations and you and you as a parent have to be honest with yourself and say this is something that is within my um zone and this is something mm -hmm. that is just outside of my zone and I know that mm -hmm. if I try to do something that's outside of it I'm going to frustrate my child and that could have really long-term effects of how they look at school how they look at learning and I don't want to do that to my child um right. so one doing your own self-assessment and then two like I said not being afraid to ask for help and so if you are financially able it could be you know, hiring a private tutor. Um, it could be going to one of those tutoring centers that are um, offering, you know, one-on-one -on -one tutoring for your child. And then if you, if you do say, you know, this is something that I really want to learn how to do. I really want to learn how to interact with my child and teach them academically. Then what I would say is um, small in your scope. And instead of trying to teach my kid all of the things they need to learn in fourth grade, I would do some research about what are the key skills, right? What are the key things that my child needs to learn? What are those key reading skills, key math skills? Um, 
And then even asking their teacher or a lot of districts have it published on their websites, you know, what is the kind of like scope and sequence. And so, and then here are like the major work of the grade. And so I'm just going to pick these things mm -hmm. to focus on instead of like overwhelming myself with every the single details, thing. So, right. Right. The details. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm, I may not be able to teach my child how to read the encyclopedia, but I can teach my child how to, you know, know their letters and sounds. Or maybe I'm just going to teach them how to recognize and then, you know, work on sounds next. You know what I mean? But like just doing it bit by bit is to not overwhelm myself. Um, but of course, asking for help. There's tons of resources, especially during this time, tons of free resources, um, tons of uh, strategies and tips and videos that uh, parents can use um, when working with their child at home and definitely leveraging those resources uh, could definitely be your saving grace in this time. I, I also was thinking like, you know, cause I was having a conversation with my friend Leslie about like, you know, neither of us have kids. Um, but we were just thinking about kind of like um, thinking about like, what if something like this were to happen when we were school age and, mm -hmm. um, you know, like we was just kind of rem reminiscing about how uh, communities used to be um, and thinking that this, you know, maybe this is an opportunity for us to kind of get get back to some of that 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 old time community community way that we used to have so like she was like you know my mama worked and her mama worked right and mm -hmm. you know she said I, she, Leslie was like I just imagine that you know either we would switching off days like one day we would be at your house and another day we would be at my house and she was like or she was like I, or we would just be at the church like the church would have like you know a space for the kids to kind of just and we would all be in different rooms but she was like what what if there were ways where we can kind of think about how we can pool our resources and support each other through this um because i know if i was if i had a child especially like it would be no question if me and crystal and friend had kids we were all, we, I know, I just feel like we would all be just carting, carting our kids from house to house. Like, Absolutely. Uh, but like, it's different. See, you know, today we will be at Aunt Crystal's house and she is responsible for English. Okay. Like, and, and that and would Chef be, that is going to be doing ideal. a kitchen lesson for the babies. Absolutely. But the problem, what I'm running into, because I too, like you all grew up going to friends' houses and, you know, being black you know these people were auntie and uncle even though we had no blood relation like you know and we had that sense of community and we still have that sense of community but most of my friends don't have kids so right. i run into that struggle where the closest people to me don't have children right now and families are just looking a lot more diverse these days Absolutely. you know what i'm saying households are looking a lot more diverse and that's that I don't think there's any one way to look at a household. I don't think there's a right way or a wrong way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I'm looking for somebody else who, you know, who got a seven-year-old, it's like, ooh, okay. Well, it's yeah. the wilderness out there. <laughs> <laughs> I think Noah is friends with um, with Miss O'Connor's niece and nephew on Roblox. Yeah. So you know these little nigglets will play Roblox from Virginia <laughs> to Brooklyn, but like. You know, it would be nice to drop her off somewhere, but it's it looks different these days. So yeah. that that becomes another challenge. Absolutely. And be creative. 
Because I know that even now there are parents who are pooling their resources. They are, okay, we all going to get together and we're going to hire this mm -hmm. tutor and she's going to come and or she's going to be on virtual. She's going to do this for our kids. And, mm -hmm. and I think that this is a time, like you said, where we can really sort of come together and really, and also really um, even share resources. So even if we can't come together in person, yes. but hey, I got this tutor, this tutor sending me stuff. Let me look, let me forward right. the emails and just share with everybody. You know what right. I mean? And I think that I think that people would really appreciate it and benefit from it. Oh, it is that village, that sharing village. <laughs> we gotta get is back a, to that for real. Is a helpful tool. My cousin just sent me a link for a, a virtual summer school. I mean not summer school, summer camp. So where Noah can go different days, I can sign her up for different things where she can learn this or that and we can get her the materials so we're trying to find you know ways to navigate and i can imagine as educators that trying to find those ways to navigate as well are just as challenging as it is for the parents what kinds of things can we can we have what kind of conversations can parents have with kids just in terms of like processing this because i'm thinking like uh how important it is for us for for everyone to just kind of sit around and be transparent about the fact that this is a time that no one really <laughs> knows um how to to manage and we are just mm -hmm. doing the best we can and it's just going to be important for us to kind of just be open and adapt like how, how do you have those conversations with your little ones and your young people in your house um because like you said um and i've heard you say this a lot like kids are stressed out about this too because their mm -hmm. reality uh is completely shifted right so like yeah. what what does it mean um when you know summer camp is not summer camp this year ain't, ain't what summer camp was like any other time in my life and what the heck Ever, like you know like anybody's how, life <laughs> and they are big okay. up they are upset because like i can't go to the ice cream man i can't go to six flags i can't do none of the things that we always do in the summertime so like what how do we how do we process how do we have these kind of real conversations with our kids i think like you first i would think that you need to it always starts with self i think that i'm constantly saying that and i'm constantly sharing that with my families like kids will pick up on your level of anxiety they will pick up on your level of stress and so First, doing own personal work. So, if you need to turn the news off for a couple for a couple minutes, if you need to, you know, go inward and find your faith and say a little prayer and be like, "Lord, help me," you know, manage this. Then I would do that. And then when you go sure. and you approach your child, I think that one, I think that um, because a lot of kids are aware of what's going on, I think that first don't pretend like it's not going on right mm -hmm. and i think like yeah. like don't pretend like we in the house because you know we just want to enjoy this air that we paying for no it's okay to say you know why we're doing this and why it's important and what are some things to consider but i think also it's about building resilience in your kids and letting them know that like we will get over this at some point here are the things that we can do to get over it and i think letting your child also express their feelings freely and you know not necessarily judge them for how they may feel because a lot of kids are like you said a lot of kids are stressed out 
and they are upset. You know what I mean? And so letting them say, I am upset because I can't go over my friend's house no more and I don't understand why. I can't go mm -hmm. to the pool. Like these things that to us are like so trivial. Like you can't go to the pool. These are like big events in a kid's life. Oh, you know, absolutely. Kids, kids work hard all August through June to get to the summer. Yep. And now you're telling me that there is no summer? What do you mean? Like, I don't understand it. So I think letting them have those open, uh, having those open conversations with them is, are, is very important. And then saying, okay, well, here's what we're going to do as a family. And so a lot of people have been saying, like, how can we take this time to build up, you know, our relationship as family? So, you know, even if it means that every Friday, here's a new routine that we're going to do. We're going to have family game night or we're going to start eating dinner more. Or, you know, we may not be able to go over other people's houses, but maybe every, you know, couple of days we take a break and we go out and we walk together as a family or we go and bike together as a family. Just something that we do by ourselves, I think will also yeah. help replace some of the negative feelings that kids have in this time because I also get to look forward to these great, yeah. these great new things that we're able to do now. Developing Absolutely. new traditions and, and giving, giving everybody in the family something to look forward to. Um, as we get through these crazy times, I just going to say it could be a good lesson for parents. You know what I'm saying? Because we get so caught up in our day to day, self included. I, and, say, I don't even um, have no kids in here, but it's a good lesson for me. <laughs> it, it is because it's like we get caught up. We moving and grooving through life. And and, uh, you know, we rely on our kids going to school. So now we have to get creative and we have to make more of an effort to make them feel comfortable and make them feel more at ease. And I like what you said about being honest and truthful because they're going to see it. But we do have to make sure that we maintain our stress levels because they're also going to feel that. Noah, I, I let her air her frustration. She tells me all the time, I hate coronavirus <laughs> because <laughs> it is too. halting her entire life. She did not get to play young Nala in The Lion King. She did not get to do her dance recital. Like all the birthdays she thought she was going to, everything was a wrap. And now they're introducing masks into some of her Roblox games. <laughs> so oh the characters got masks and, and this is a new normal for them. So learning how to navigate and learning how to navigate so that they have some level of normalcy is really important. And I, I like that you all brought that out. What were you going to say, sis? No, I think I think that transparency is a quality in parenting that I I think was lacking in my own childhood experience. It's something that mm -hmm. I really really um love to see and and I and I and I'm proud of Jade because I think that that's something that is something that is enforced and emphasized in your relationship with in your family in your family your household structure what I've observed of it. Um, I often say that I wish that my mom would have let on when she was stressed out. Um, right. because, you know, I could always sense it, but she mm -hmm. kind of performed in ways that, oh, it's all under control. And while I, I understand, you know, why her feeling like she needed to do that, you know, now that I am an adult, um, I feel like it puts a lot of pressure on me, right? <laughs> because I feel like I have to perform in those ways and always have this appearance that my life is together when it is not. Um, and, and I, I think that that, that transparency um, and honesty is really what we all need as we as we think mm -hmm. about this really crazy, unprecedented time. Like the mm -hmm. fact of the matter is, um, 
coronavirus has stolen a lot of things from all of us adults <laughs> kids senior citizens pets house plants we are all struggling mm-hmm. um very much there are things we don't get i mean all of some of i mean some of our birthdays were canceled our vacations were canceled the things that we you know all of our plans <laughs> I mean, everything that we had planned for 2020. Father's Day, Mother's Day. Everything is completely on its ear now. It's like, it's like, okay, you know, people have had to cancel weddings. I mean, everything, everything has changed. And I think it's completely (laughs) fair for us all to sit around and deal with that. There's no sense Mm -hmm. in running from it, right? This is hard. And I think thinking about it in the context of education it's hard and i think it's real if i were if i were a mom right now i feel like me and my child would be in here like look i don't know what's going on down to the school (laughs) i don't listen i don't know (laughs) let me tell you about sometimes how we be sitting at sitting here looking at each other like puffy and the nigga in a white coat we just be looking at each other like yeah nigga like this is what it is right now and 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 then i'm in a other unique situation because my husband is an educator Right. So he's tied up as they're trying to figure out their policies for the school as well as other things. But they're trying to figure out that they're trying to figure out how to teach their children um, or teach their students uh, dis- with social distancing. So then, you know, he's trying to navigate between her and Noah and I'm trying to nav- navigate between the fact that I am not an educator. <laughs> and, you know, I got this and that going on and it it makes for a complicated world. But that transparency makes a world of difference i i had to tell noah earlier i was like you know mommy's just not feeling great today i'm just feeling kind of sad and letting her know like it doesn't have anything to do with you you didn't do anything wrong but that's just how i'm feeling today and letting her know that it's okay to express that emotion as well on the days where she's not feeling her best well shout out to coronavirus helping us improve our emotional health okay getting emotional intelligence from the coronavirus i saw i saw this post the other day and i reposted it on my instagram page and it was like look at black people out here you know <laughs> we got stuck at home and all of us and then we was trying to eat better after after a couple months because you know the first couple months it was rough Ooh. but later on we was eating yes. better and we was taking care of our mental health you know what I mean? We were we were focusing on our physical health. Like we were, mm-hmm. were really out here trying to thrive in this time. We were saving money, you know, except yes. for those of us who order from Amazon every week. But this is a judgment free zone. Hello, <laughs> hi, yes, it is. <laughs> Look at black people. Black people. Black people will take a negative and turn it into a positive. I mean, I think that's our love. That's our birthright. That is that is the way that we that's how we have navigated life up to this point. That's what we this is our superpower collectively. Um, We out here saving money. We paying bills on time. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We're we're out here making better financial choices with the exception of our, uh, you know, impulse purchases on Amazon and otherwise. Niggas is buying houses and things. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That was not the plan. Big things like what? Even even down to the little things, it be down to the little things. Like I've been opening up my mail. Like that is a that is a big little oh thing. Oh my god! Like it's not Sophia. just sitting in the mailbox no more. The other day, I went through all my old mail. I shredded. I took all the recycling downstairs. I said I'm gonna clear out every corner and closet and work on this house bit by bit. Like 
it is just creating healthy habits. We're doing better. We are doing better. Look, I look, Jade. I clean. I cleaned out my car. I cleaned out my car and I took my car. You cleaned out your car. This what the air was. The air. I I cleaned out my car, right? And the air was just flowing so freely through the car. I was like, this feels like when I first bought it. This is nice. This is beautiful. Miss O'Connor. Y'all already know how my boy. I live live out of that truck. She's an event planner in addition to an educator and happens to also be the event planner for the team typing fast events. You see how this is a full circle operation over here. But I had to go to Sophia's car. Uh, I think it's when we came up for your mother's 60th birthday party. And I had to go to your car to get something. And they were like, go to Sophia's car, open the back. It's in a box and a da-da-da-da. I went in there. I <laughs> left immediately. I came back. I said, something bit me. And, <laughs> and there's no That's way in hell that I'm going to find shit in this car. <laughs> so... <laughs> see the back seats i can see the floor i was like is that the color of the car thing look at that that I'm is nice so this is a nice i'm very proud carpet. as well this is a very, nice very automobile proud. Well, I think this is going to need to be an ongoing conversation as we continue to um kind of navigate through this through this uh, unprecedented world that we're living in right now, you know, and trying to figure things out as we go along. So it would be great to have more conversations if you all have questions. For sure. Um, we can around, have Miss O'Connor back. If yes, absolutely. Question, um, send it in. We can definitely have her back. Um, Cause I'm thinking even as, you know, cause we flying through August and we'll be back. Um, back to school season. It's like literally around the corner at this point. So like, Facts. What what can we do as we prepare? This is what I'm just thinking as we go forward. Like, how can we continue to prepare for what is to come? I'm about to buy the illest of children's loungewear because the fact that I don't have to go back to school shopping (laughs) is incredible. Look, I was in I was in Walmart. I was in Walmart the other day, and I walked in and I saw all the uniforms, and I was like, "For what? Like, what? Mm. This is what they're telling you. Like, we not and all and all the racks were completely full. And by now, I'm sure Walmart racks bought everything out. Who's getting it? People like that buying nothing. Who was buying this though? New book bag for what? To go from upstairs to downstairs? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now we're talking about a major grocery economic bag. Hit. Your grocery bag is your, your grocery bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're that's what's going to replace back to, back to school clothes. It's back to school groceries. Time. That's going to balance out right there because mm-hmm. them children eat like like little hippopotamuses. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Miss O'Connor, we appreciate yes. you so, so much. Um, so very much. For joining you us. We just, and sharing your insight and expertise with our, with our listeners. And this is always, always a great, a great time when, when you join us. Um, and you've just been such a great, amazing supporter of getting grown over the years. Absolutely. So yes, please, ladies and gentlemen. As you continue to think about this time, if you have any other questions or things that you want um, us to, um, you know, include in our next iteration of this conversation, don't fail to reach out to us. Y'all know how to reach us on the social media. 
and um, at, at Gmail at our Get Grown um, podcast at gmail.com email address. So thanks, Miss O'Connor. Do you have some resources that you can Thank send us links to and post in the description box? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I will send you guys all kinds of great things. Some resources Amazing. for parents and then not just um, as parents are ready to have these conversations um, with their children and then also like great learning tools. I'll also send those as well. So we'll post all of those links in the description box. So make sure that you check that out wherever you're listening. And we're going to have Miss O'Connor join us for the petty peeves. So oh, 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 are you sick of scrolling Instagram? Everybody is. There's other ways to use your phone to escape from reality besides that. Like the fun puzzle game, Best Fiends. It's a fun escape from the everyday, which we all need an escape from. So I love Best Fiends. I told you all the story before the meteor smashed into Mount Boom and the slugs are coming through and they trying to take take over everything and they trying to get the minutia up out of here. The minutia are sliming up everything and they the best fiends have to come together so that they can get mount boom back it's actually a very very fun game tons of my friends hit me up and be like girl you got me all the way addicted to best fiends me too (laughs) and it gets more and more challenging as you go along it's something that can work your brain so instead of looking at other people's selfies or you know whatever they're doing Go play Best Fiends. Best Fiends is unlike any other puzzle game out there. They update the game on a monthly basis with new levels and events so it never gets old. And you don't need the internet to play. So you don't need to worry about Wi-Fi access or using cell data. Neither one of those matter. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips, and you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Honestly? Truly. Okay, it's time for the honesty box. So, <clears throat> let's get into it. It's not a very long email. Hi, Jade and Kia. I love the show and I'm a longtime listener. I always appreciate hearing your fresh perspectives. I recently started dating a PhD student toward the end of the spring semester, and we have spent a lot of time together over the summer. Going into the fall, I'm not sure what to expect about how to navigate dating someone that's in a doctoral program writing around the clock, and also teaching. I discussed this with them, and they said they've never had a relationship while in this program, and other people said it would be hard, if not impossible, to balance. I was in a relationship when I was in graduate school, and it was difficult to keep my commitments or to be fully present in the relationship. I also don't know how to be on the other side of it, and I sometimes get anxiety if I feel like someone is distant. I have plenty of hobbies and things going on outside of work to occupy my time, but I still have a lot of downtime because of the pandemic. I'd like advice on how to manage expectations and to hear from Dr. Kia if there's something that may be helpful or thoughtful to keep in mind. Thanks, and we're going to call her Gladys Knight. Oh, Gladys. They say, Gladys, you You know you work too hard. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Gladys Knight. Okay, uh, Gladys, I think that you did a wonderful job of articulating your concerns and your thoughts around dating someone who is in 
a doctoral program. I think that you have amazing awareness and insight of the time commitment of what it means to be pursuing your PhD. Um, and so I think, I think my advice to you begins with, you know, I, I would urge you to express to your partner um, or to whomever you're dating, uh, you know, what your thoughts and ideas and feelings are, just like you express, express them to Jade and I, um, I think, um, let's just talk about it. Right. I yes. think, I think, I think it's, it, we, we cut out all of the stress and anxiety that comes with wondering about what, what might happen or what might be when we just ask them like, okay, so, I am I am conscious and respectful of the fact that you being in this doctoral program right right now means that your time is often accounted for. And I want to be supportive to you. I want to, you know, I enjoy spending time with you and I want to continue to do that. Um, and I would love to be a part of your schedule if time permits. Mm -hmm. um, so it, is there a way that we can figure that out? Can you let me know what you need? Um, and then I, and then I can we can make decisions as grownups as to what will work for what what will work for us and what won't. Um, I think that. Um, I just think that transparency is the best way to navigate mm -hmm. um, relationships, especially dating relationships when you're in the Ph.D. I think it's just a matter of saying what what it is right you know let's just talk about it and get everything out there don't leave anything um open to imagination or interpretation it's just like and, and i mean and i don't think you have to be a drill sergeant about it mm -hmm. and you it's, and you can express these things and frame them from a way in, in a way of wanting to to be accommodating and, and not demanding. So it's not like I have these needs and blah, 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 blah. It's more about like, I want us to keep kicking it. And I know that you're busy. So let me know if that's something that you're into. And if we can figure out how to make this work, because I don't want to mm -hmm. be a burden. Um, but at the same time, you know, I want to see you. Um, and I, I would like to keep doing that. And, it, and, you know, just take it one day at a time. If it, if it so happens that you guys can find a path forward that works for the both of you bet um but if it if it becomes clear that that's not a possibility then i think there's a way that you you know it doesn't have to be mm -hmm. personal it could just be like this doesn't work for us right now and the best thing about phd programs is that it, they are temporary inconveniences um if he or she is in a program he or she won't be in that program forever that's um, it. so if it, if the timing doesn't work now it might work later um and I think that's I think that's all that I have to say about that. I agree. Um, I completely agree. You know, there's going to be times in your life and I and we've dealt with the struggle and we deal with it in our household sometimes with an imbalance of work and like being able to spend intimate time together, like where you actually, you know, can date each other and like and be there. And sometimes you hit those seasons and those waves where, um, you know, there might be another focus but as long as you can remember you know you can always come back together you know you know it's not because of something you're doing it's because of circumstances right now and it's also that person 
trying to strive for something better, you know. So just sit there as a cheerleader. And like Kia said, if it works, then wonderful. If you all find ways to navigate around it, then that's incredible. But if it's something where you just have to come back after after the case because it might trigger you, because that's another thing you have to think about. You spoke about some of your triggers here. And so if you're knowingly entering a situation where there might be certain things that trigger you, that's something that you also need to think about. So keep us posted. Let us know how everything goes. Um, We love to hear updates. We love to hear updates from a lot of the Honesty Box listeners. And continue to send your Honesty Box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. I deserve. It's time for Black Woman Self Care. And my self care is very brief this week. Um, but I was able to start uh, clearing out some of those spaces I told you all I, a long time ago I was going to be doing. And I told Kia before, and, and Sophia before the show that I was able to take all of my mail. And it was an embarrassing amount of mail. And shred it. And when I tell you the space that it cleared, I started getting rid of some packages and some boxes and just like really trying to get some different corners together and organize closets again and, you know, just make things fresh for the new season. I felt so good after I shredded all that mail. Wonderful. I need to do the same thing. I'm so happy I didn't get rid of my shredders. I have mountains of mail around here. It's really embarrassing. It's liberating, sis. It's liberating. Um, my black women's self-care is scheduled. It hasn't really happened yet, but I hope to report back on it next week. I have signed up to get an in-body scan. Um, I think I, I've gotten one done before, but not since January. Um, and that's probably because the world has been shut down. But um, Orange Theory offers in-body scans that is not just, you know, body weight, but mm-hmm. it, it kind of looks at like your body mass index and it also measures your muscle mass versus body fat um and i'm doing this because it helps me to get a better more comprehensive understanding of my body and so that i won't be so obsessed with weight um because you know muscle weighs more than fat Mm -hmm. so as i've been working out i've noticed that my body weight has increased which gives me a great deal of anxiety but i also learned when i got my first in body scan um at the end of last year that i have an a very large amount of skeletal muscle mass Mm -hmm. uh, which is a good thing so um and the kinds of workouts that we do at orange theory are strength training so i have been building muscle which is good because Mm -hmm. You know, that's what we want. But, you know, I'm I'm going to get a, a, my next in-body scan this week um, so that I can assess the level of damage that has been done during this quarantine season and then go about making my plans for, you know, getting back to getting back on track as far as my fitness is concerned. So hopefully um, next week's episode, I'll give you guys a report back. I'm not going to tell you blacks how much I weigh. But I'm hoping um, that I will have, uh, you know, a, n- a renewed outlook on my health and fitness, my health and wellness uh, journey um, for the remainder of the year. 
I am rooting for you and all of your fitness journeys and, and your orange theory um, trail on the yellow or on the <laughs> orange brick road. Oh my gosh. I'm absolutely back here cheerleading for you as I do my few yoga poses and, um, you know. I'm really excited that Orange Theory has socially distant uh, workout classes as I really enjoy the structure. Um, and I, it is it is a safe way to get back on track. And I really value having some person tell me exactly what to do. <laughs> because I do not enjoy working out on my own. That's real. So I I'm I'm grateful. I'm very grateful that these and I mean they really take all of the health precautions, temperature checks. Um, they you know they want you to get tested and make sure folks are tested. There's hand sanitizer upon entry. You have to wash your hands um, before you touch any instruments. There's no shared equipment. So they have really taken all of the precautions to make sure that it is a safe physical fitness experience. And I and and we do wear masks, which has been something to get adjusted to, like running with the mask on. But mm-hmm. I'm finding my way around it. And um, and you're saying so I think I'm. I'm really trying. I didn't go today because, you know, there is a probate happening in my uterus. Mm-hmm. But if uh, my, my plan is to go tomorrow, I'm hoping once I, you know, kind of regain my strength as a human being. But yes, that is that. That is my black women's self-care. We love to see it. We're proud of you and in, in, in your in your consistency. I'm very, very, very appreciative. In gaining strength in your body. <laughs> And I know you're staying My safe because big, I know how paranoid body. you are. So absolutely, that's and I how literally I know hose them. myself down prior to, and I literally stripped down in my garage like there's <laughs> nothing. There's, <laughs> I mean, and I shower like I just, you know, y'all know the girls don't have worry about me because if it's not safe, I am not going. Period. She sure isn't. My nerves are too bad. <laughs> And let's move along. Let's move along to these petty peeves. Let's do it. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right, we're back to chat about petty. Um, You know, that's one of our favorite things. And um, Miss O'Connor has something on her heart that she wants to get (laughs) off her chest. And we would be totally remiss in not giving her the space and opportunity to share how the world is getting on her last good nerve. <laughs> so yes. please, the floor is yours, Sophia. Okay. My real petty peeve is when stores advertise, whether it be on the door, you advertise on Google, that you close at a certain hour or time and then you lock the doors prior to that time. That is my, it grinds my gears, right? Especially when I'm rushing. Last week, I was rushing to the beauty supply store to go get me some hair glue, right? I just wanted to be a baddie, right? And I was like, I had time how long it was going to take me to get from my house to the store. How many seconds it was going to take me to put my mask on. I had like everything. I was ready I got to the door. It closed according to Google. It closed at eight o'clock, and I got there at seven fifty-seven. And the man locks the door. I'm <laughs> at the door, like, sir, sir, <laughs> sir. 
I just this need wig glue. Stared at me like I had an eye, and I was like, I already know what I want. Like, just give me the glue, and I could not. I mean, when I say I was so up in arms, especially because it was not seven fifty nine and a couple of seconds. It was seven fifty seven. Like he could have let me in that. Like stores, if you say that you close at a certain time, don't lock the door until that time because there's always somebody like me that needs hair glue and is in a dire emergency and now I couldn't be a baddie and now you see I got this hat on and I just look a mess. Like, I'm upset. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> Super beauty in Greenbelt, Maryland. Super beauty. Don't nobody go there. It's a good store. It's a good store. Go there, but it's the super beauty, y'all. They are, they are mean. Okay? Cl- clearly That's they have, have the good wig glue, though. Yeah. And I was they thinking let, about it. They let us down. They, they were like, bet you won't they come do, back and it's a great again. <laughs> Look, well, yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And the man, <laughs> and it wasn't even like, oh, you closed early for Corona. Because I was like, sir, no, you didn't. You just be lying out here. They just be lying, too. <laughs> they be like, we already, we, already, we already emptied out the cash register. Whatever. Oh, okay. Well, I'm using my card. So that's fair. I'm not using cash no way. Right, right in the system. <laughs> now, let me get my wig and let me glue tell you, safe. I was driving away. I was driving away, and I was like, "I'm so mad. This is my petty peeve." <laughs> <laughs> like, why? I was, I cussed them out all the way back home. Like, I was reenacting what I would ever do if I, if I saw that man on the street, and I was gonna be like, "You remember me? You remember my face?" Oh. You let me down, sir. You let me down. You see my bald head. It's because you I'm, would let I'm me disappointed. <laughs> okay. All right. Ugh. You are the reason why I'm walking around looking like a bum. All right. <laughs> your fault. Oh, closing, closing, Ooh, closing three peeve? minutes early. Mm. Um, my petty peeve this week is extremely petty, very, very slight. It's not even a, a really big deal. I'm really upset with myself because I loaded my dishwasher and went under the sink to find that I was out of dishwashing liquid. And it's just my fault. I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have let myself down because I realized <laughs> that after I finish recording, I'm going to have to go home, go home, go downstairs and wash those dishes by my, like, at, by hand. And now I'm just like, girl, you have got to be more careful. You got to pay attention. Welcome because to my life. you out. Now you out of the dishwashing liquid. It ain't nothing like when you learn you the one holding yourself back. Oof, that's you know what I'm saying? I was just like, Takia, you failed. Mm. You failed. You had one job <laughs> over the weekend to, to get your things and you didn't do that. So you have let me down. Target same-day delivery service is a wonderful option just in case you ever run into that problem I don't again. even know if a Target around here has that, do they? I don't know. Check the app. Put your zip code in. I guarantee very you. true. Yeah. But did you hear? Okay, so I heard, I saw on Twitter that they slashing the girl's tires down to the Target. You heard that? They were? So, like, the creeps. Uh, I know they notice when a woman, a single woman, is at the Target, and they slash her tires, and they essentially follow her, such that when she gets down the road and have a flat tire, they descend upon her and attack her. Oh no! So I heard that this weekend. That was enough to have me hold up in my house for two days. That's why I didn't leave. I was just like, I can't even go to the store, <laughs> and I mean, I'm just not safe. 
It's just not oh. safe. So oh, now I, Exactly. And I'm like, no. So now I got to eat. So I'm like, now I was telling my, me and my friend Jessica was talking about it. And she doesn't live far from here. And she was, I said, well, girl, we need a buddy system because we can't go to the Target by ourselves now. Because, I mean, clearly the girls is out here trying. And I said, let me tell you something. And let me get. It's going to be. It, he going to have another situation on his hand. He slashed my ties. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to get you a taser. You know how expensive ties are? I ain't got time to just be replacing no ties all willy-nilly. Right. What you think this is? Because after I tase you, I'm going to have to replace my tires and I'm going to be upset. Uh, I'm going to get you a taser. Let me tell you something. It just irritates me. See, I'm afraid of the I'm, taser because I, I, I mess around and tase myself. No, you'll my be nerves fair. are bad. No, I did you that know. with pepper spray. That's what pepper spray does. But taser. <laughs> you know, my nerves. <laughs> I'll be trying to get the taser out and just. <laughs> oh, It's like a. <laughs> It has a little thing. You can put it on the keychain. You click it on. Fry a nigga like a piece of catfish in three seconds. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> exactly. Sure, you want to slash my tires? All right. Okay. My petty peeve is also super petty. Um and actually Noah, she didn't bring it to my attention because it's something that we've dealt with for years and we've known for years and known that it's annoying. But she doesn't get to listen to the radio often. But we were in an Uber and um, headed to Crystal Jeans. And so Funk, Funk Master Flex was on the radio. All that noise. And it was, first of all, I just want to let you know that I had a very old moment because I, it was a song that he was playing that I had no clue what it was and Noah did. And she's oh, singing wow. and doing like a little dance. And I was like, well, what song is this? I've never heard this before. She's like, I know this song. <laughs> and, but then he's screaming all over the track like he loves to do. And I'm, you know, I think at this point in my life, I've just learned how to tune him out. But Noah, and also we don't listen to the radio anymore, but Noah goes, who is that? And why does he just yell? Why can't he let us just listen to the song? We have been asking that question for years, Noah. And that's exactly what I told her. I said, let me tell you about the days where he would compare people to food that he didn't like. And he'd scream all over the track. That nigga's a burger. She was looking at me like I was crazy. Because he is crazy. So my petty peeve this week is Funkmaster Flex and the irritation that has built up in all of our systems over time for so long because he will never let us listen to the track. Even the youth points it out. And that's it. I mean, now it's generational. <laughs> now it's a generational disdain for Funk you Master Flag. <laughs> you we see? just wish he would go away. Okay. When please, does the self-awareness kick in? <laughs> leave us alone. Leave us alone. Please. But and yeah, that is another that episode of Getting yeah. Grown. Absolutely. We are just so grateful and to all of you people who keep turning in, tuning into this little terrible raggedy show each and every week um, and listen to our uh, tomfoolery and shenanigans. Again, we want to thank Miss O'Connor for joining us for this week's hey. episode. And just, thank you, you know, thank you, thank you. Sharing her wisdom and insight with us. And uh, ladies and gentlemen and folks of the non-binary, continue to take care of yourselves because we are living in perilous times. Um... And what else? Tell the people what else to do, Jay. Uh, mind your business. Correct. 
and drink your water as well uh, because your black will crack if you don't get your wig glue at 757. Bye. Bye. I'm done. I'm triggered. (laughs) Ben and Jerry's three new non-dairy frozen desserts are a new twist on vegan euphoria. The Ben and Jerry's flavor gurus have taken a big leap this time. Their three new non-dairy flavors are made with sunflower butter and they're the perfect sweet treats for vegans, vegetarians, and everybody else. Check out the Ben and Jerry sunflower butter lineup and the whole non-dairy family at benjerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com.